It's not that people do not like paying taxes, it is the repercussions. It's like water. When it comes out at the end of the pipe and gives us hot water when we need it, that is good. When it leaks out and floods the kitchen, that is not good. If taxes gave us value for the money people would be lining up to pay more taxes. However, it is not absolutely certain that if a taxpayer had the choice of being robbed by a street thief or paying the money in taxes, he would not just give the money to the thief. However, resistance to taxation is not new. What is new is the proposition that honest people do not need to pay taxes. There are a few relevant propositions that cannot be refuted. If we each lived within our means there would be no point in the state, law or taxes. Crime and entitlements are all due to people living outside of their means. The state has no purpose other than to facilitate inflationary lifestyles. The state produces no real wealth. At most the state redistributes what already exists. The state by its programs and policies give certain groups access to goods and services produced by others. The state cannot allocate what does not exist, but it can promise access to it, this is inflationary. If one group produces a good and the state expands the number of people who can make use of this good, it must also acquire a share of the good to subsidize its administrative activity. The activity of the state can only consist of various applications of forcible redistribution in which Peter is robbed to provide entitlements to Paul. But usually, Paul is then robbed by the state to benefit Peter some, to alleviate his feelings of being exploited. The exactions of the state are akin to a casino with the state being the house. Some groups benefit more than others for a time then benefit less than a different group. But over time the gambler loses and the state becomes a one-world fascist state that owns and controls everything. Gamblers think they can beat the odds. It is impossible to change the house until gamblers know they cannot beat it. No one can lie successfully to you unless you have first, successfully lied to yourself. Every scam is preceded by observing if the mark has lied to himself. Without this first step having taken place, the sting cannot be successfully staged. So, honesty is the first, best and only policy. The house is not honest with the gambler and the gambler not honest with himself. However, as we noted, the premise of a gambler is that he can make his money work for him. There are uncountable ways to do this, but the idea is to put capital into a project and it will produce more value than risked. This seems a reasonable assumption, if one is a gambler. Honest men know this is a total fabrication meant to mislead. To put capital in a project is to gamble. To invest is to reveal that the investor believes he can beat the odds. Money becomes a spiritual entity, imbued with a life force that yearns to multiply and come back, increased. Ultimately, the gambler has taken on the persona of God. The will of the gambler is such that it influences outcomes. But putting money into a venture entitles the investor to absolutely nothing. This is the reality the gambler must imbibe before we can bring the house, which is the gambler's world, down. The state exists because it proposes if the gambler invests in his house the state will take his money for a short time but then increase it. This may even be true. The gambler might win in the sense the investment made may well see an increase, but this is fool's gold and an illusion, as all a prioriens, honest men, would know. But how do we explain it simply enough to make it obvious even to those who have lied to themselves their entire life? Matter cannot be created or destroyed. The amount of matter in the universe is a constant. All we can do is transform it. 
in fact very little matter is usable by man, without it being transformed or what we call, being processed. Processing matter adds value to it. Raw materials are turned into a pie or all the other things that make human life livable. This pie can be shared if it is too much for the one who made it, but the distribution ought to be formal, meaning by the use of an accounting system that permits the reconciliation of accounts. The trade has to be even in the sense of the values of the exchanged goods and services. For that we need a system of accounts and a unit of accounts to keep the accounts in. In simple terms, the values exchanged must be quantified and this is where money enters the picture. Money lies, if you allow it to. If you get enough liars to lie with you, it is possible to make your lies appear to be true. This is what the government and other casinos do. They get everyone to join them in their lies. This gives the lie its credence, like the idea that the government provides a service. The state literally does nothing but skin the take. Everything done is done by labor, by people who work for a living. But it is impossible to understand the state or now to eliminate taxation without understanding the law, because the state is really nothing more than a law generator. The law is equated to the games in a casino. There are laws governing how we drive, how we build a house, and how we talk to each other. There are laws governing every aspect of our lives, and even how we can be buried. We need to understand the law and how it operates. The law conceptualizes physical reality. At the base is the proposition that the state owns and controls everything, including the property called a subject. The state exists to deify itself, to achieve deification by its own hand. This predicts that the ultimate goal of all government is to achieve a one-world fascist state that owns and controls everything. But in the short term it only has a limited amount of property and subjects. The power of the state is limited by the property it controls. Its objective is then to use its property to gain more property until it is the absolute owner of everything. To this end the state formulates opinion turning it into a formal statement which it enacts into law. The law regulates the economy. Remember, the objective of the state is to increase the power of its property. There is no real distinction between public and private property. Private property is public lands licensed to subjects for specific purposes meant to further the objectives of the state. When one gets a gun license or driver's license or a builder's permit, one is getting a permission slip from the state, permitting one to engage in certain activities under specific conditions and for specific ends. There are laws regulating how all of this is to happen. We have remarked that if we all only sought to live within our means, there would be no room for the state. Such is the case. But the state makes room for itself by appealing to the gambler in people. The first and primary role of the state is to protect private property, which is property the state owns but has delegated to a subject for his or her use, under license. The law, by its very nature, deifies the state. The lawgiver can only manifest itself if there is faith in its ultimate goodness and the righteousness of its power. The more legalistic one becomes, the godlier the lawgiver. But the state cannot distribute or make exist, what does not exist and it cannot pay its own way, and so ultimately the state and its actions are inflationary. Inflation is simply each of us who makes something are deprived of some portion of what we created. There is no way around this dilemma and indeed, this injustice. But it is more than just an injustice, it is an irrational gamble which causes everyone to lose. Inflation is always a sign of gambling and gamblers. Gambling or investing always contains an element of the lie, 
that money can do work. Money is a unit of account and nothing more. When it doubles as a medium of exchange it is a source of corruption and a manifestation of the investor's lie, i.e. that money is able to do work. Investing is not making money work, it is engaging in a gamble. And when we gamble, we produce inflation. One sign of inflation is taxation. Taxation is a type of public gambling or third-party gambling. It is a primary cause of inflation. But our focus in this piece is the elimination of taxation simply by adopting an honest persona. The rationale for taxation is the provision of social works on the assumption private enterprise cannot supply public goods such as roads and schools. Of course everything the state provides is provided by private enterprise but that is besides the point since the distinction between private and public is an optical illusion and too minor to make a difference. There is no way the state can permit private ownership without retaining access to its revenue, quid pro quo. We have not gone that far from the medieval concept of reciprocal obligations, with the edge being held by the higher strata. As we have mentioned, we either pay our own way or we implement systems of expropriation. Whatever system this is or however it manifests itself, it is what we call the state. With expropriation comes inflation. This is an implacable law. Eliminating the state eliminates expropriation and with it, inflation. Easy to say, but is it easy to do? Fear gives rise to a sense of risk and risk generates a need for law to mitigate the risk. And to do this means we need the state and all of its costs and consequences. To eliminate taxation, we need to eliminate the lies that turn us to gambling. We must stop thinking we can beat the odds. We are all better off with a deflationary market. We own only what we create and what we create has a value that is ours and is not subject to expropriation or socialization. This principle gives us the labor theory of value. But to get to this point requires we separate out the value we create from the base value inherent in the asset itself. By divesting ourselves of what does not rightfully belong to us, we remove a source of risk for others. Being honest about what we own defines us as a person to be trusted. But even this step is difficult to take if we do not trust others. If we do not trust ourselves or others, how and why will they trust us? Solutions are just a matter of being honest with ourselves so we can be trusted by others. A liberal will always seek a solution by starting outside and working towards the center, the individual. A priorians start the change with ourselves. The first step towards truth is to stop lying to ourselves. Only when we are trustworthy in our own eyes, can we move forward and work on trusting others. We need to be trustworthy before we can be a person anyone trusts. So long as we think we can win, we have lost. Beating the odds or trying to, isolates us and makes others a source of risk. Gambling creates competitors from those who could be helpers. To win is to lose trust. Life is not a race or a contest. If five people are after the same slice of pie, one will eat and four will miss out. The next time the competition for the prize will be worse and the outcome may be worse also. After a competition others appear to be a threat to us. Their very existence poses a threat to what we consider to be our property. To win a competition, threats have to be neutralized. Winners cannot even pose a threat to themselves. This is why those in a competition become harder and more focused on winning, even to the exclusion of everything else. If the person fights hard enough and the competition becomes serious enough, he no longer trusts himself. 
To truly win requires trust. But trust requires honesty. To be trusted is to cease being seen as a source of risk. Trustees are required to divest themselves of all commercial property. Trustees have no right to own any form of asset, though personal property is accepted. The ownership of commercial property poses a threat because it cannot be legitimized. The state cannot license property to you, and you cannot unilaterally claim you own something you did not create. The natural world does not belong to any individual or group. Any attempt to legitimize the claim of a special interest group to what God created is an act of war. We are given dominion to the earth but only as a habitation. We hold what we have in trust. Trusts occupy 12 levels. These are 12 levels for the administration of trust. The first level of trust is the cell. Cells or coterie are small groups of local trustees. Each cell containing approximately 12 persons. The cell has jurisdiction over the territory it occupies. Decisions are made at the lowest operational level, the level of the local small group. This is in accordance with the principle of subsidiarity. Liberals use the tax system to redress problems created by competition. To stop competition and the costs they create we need to develop trust in one another. Trusts are built on the principle of subsidiarity, the golden rule and the labor theory of value. To establish a trust requires no more than three people and what they have to pledge. The tools and equipment plumbers use can be pledged to create a trust. A town is a contiguous land mass, or what is called a political jurisdiction. It is a created entity in terms of what it is as a town. It has two possible manifestations. It can be seen as market, a place where people goods and services are exchanged under some level of competition, or as a trust. We will find markets are always inflationary. Demand always outstrips supply. This is supposed to signal the market to produce more goods and services, however, this is not always possible to the degree needed to satisfy the demand. If we wish to eliminate competition and the taxation it necessitates to ameliorate its side effects, we must convert our markets to trusts. Trusts are composed of cells. A cell is a group of trustees. They can be from 3 to 12 trustees in size. Trusts have 12 jurisdictional zones. But these zones are divided vertically into economic sectors. Jurisdictions divide a sector by geography and the sectors divide geography into economic specialities. Because there is cooperation there is no need for a state to regulate the market and where there is no state there is no need for taxation. Where there is no market there is no competition and where no competition, no side effects from winners creating losers. No one has the right to own what we did not create. If we do have a right to own assets, we do not have the means to impose a competitive environment on others. The earth is a political jurisdiction, the town is a political jurisdiction, so is the workplace. This means they are trusts or markets. It is our choice. We do not own the natural features of these things, we own the value we created in these zones. We have jurisdiction over the value we create, and this gives us jurisdiction as trustees over the territory. The power of the people is really the power of a political jurisdiction's creators, who serve as its trustees. When we exercise the power of a trustee, we eliminate competition, and when we eliminate competition, we eliminate the need to repair the damage caused by markets, and this means there is no need for the state or taxation.